everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Feminization Boudoir Podcast from Candy Apple Press. For the first time in a long time, I have a guest. I have uh, the wonderful Shayla Aspasia in for an interview today. Hey, Shayla. Hello. So we've been working a lot together. It's it's kind of been, like I said, it last, last episode, if you listened, it's been kind of a weird season. And I use the term season loosely, but it's been a, a weird time for, for the podcast because usually I'm like, okay, I want to make sure I have a po- an ep- something I can play on Monday. And lately it's like, okay, um, where can I, you know, fit this one in? So Raina has finished her audio, uh, Quick and Dirty Media, who I only know a little bit, but he seems amazing has uh is helping her edit it so i'm hoping i should have that for next week and um jen davis has got the second part of mauled which also should be next week or the week after and so both are looking great and then um shayla has you know she just completed the uh feminized for his inheritance series which has been a big hit. It was kind of weird. She sold them all in the beginning, and then I sold, started selling my share this month. So it wound up doing pretty well for both of us. Um, and now the new one is one that's very, very close and personal to my heart. Um, it's the second part of my college experience. Um, the first part was called... Um, College changes a guy, and the second part, which is what happened sophomore year, is called changed by college. So you have been very busy, Shayla, and you've been doing it despite living in Texas and getting all that wonderful Texas weather. Oh yeah, that that was that was something else. I I did have to step away from everything for a few days. It, I, I was in my living room. I barricaded everything off and. The most miserable part, I, you know, I, I know I shouldn't bitch about wearing a mask. I know it's important, and I do. But I actually thought about getting my mask, even though I, I had heat part of the time, and I walled myself off. My nose was still cold. I wrapped up in all these blankets, and my face was cold. And I thought, I actually want to sleep in the mask because I'm so cold just to keep my nose warm. So, yeah, it it was something else. But I have been very busy, very productive, and we've been having a good time. Great. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, you know, I'm in Chicago. We have the worst winter that we've had since 1979. And the key here is Chicago, meaning, <laughs> we're, you know, I know friends who like and live, live in North Carolina and every year they have more snow days. You know, Chicago has none and they'll have like 12 because, you know, somebody in one part of their school district got a light dusting on the ground, so they decided to close school for the week just to be certain. Whereas, you know, we'll have, you know, 16 inches of snow, 70-mile-an-hour winds, and 40-degree below zero wind chill temperatures, and students as long as young as kindergarten are going to be there, you know? And so, but I also understand the difference between Chicago and Texas is our houses are built to retain heat. Yours aren't. Not at all. We, we've got, like, plows, although our mayor has done a horrible job with that. Um, we've got, you know, 
things set up for this and, and, and you don't. So I understand the kind of havoc it causes, you know. Oh yeah, until I until I walled off the living room and um just concentrated the heat in there, we weren't able to get this house up over the forties. Wow. I mean yeah, even with the fireplace going, we yeah, it's totally different. So I'm so happy to have warm weather again. It was in the seventies here yesterday. It was so nice. nice. It was it was in the um forties yesterday here. Almost into fifty. I think I might have got to like fifty one and that was like I was out in my T-shirt, you know, no coat or anything, just excited, you know. And so I could only imagine. It feels like spring is getting here. Yes. So, um, so let's let's kind of get a little bit into into the series. We're doing something. It's a pain sometimes, but that's kind of cool. We're releasing the whole series, um, right now. It's five parts. The first college um, series was eight parts. There's a lot when you that goes on when you're a beginning sissy. Um, yes. <laughs> when you get to the second part, it's a, a lot of it's you know old hat, you know, and uh, you know there's something really, really you know powerful from a fetish point when a woman says, you know, now you're going to wear a bra. It's less powerful when it's now you're going to wear a bra for the 311th time. It's just not really, doesn't have the same effect, you know? So this is shorter, but a lot of stuff happens. Um, how would you sum up the, the series now that you've recorded it all? I would say this part is, oh, there's, it's much more erotic. I mean, there it went from those beginning sissy days to it's just different. It's the whole, the whole thing is, is completely different. Some of it was shocking. Some of it was fun. I love the cheers. I mean, I actually, that was my favorite part. My very, yeah. very, very favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> so but yes, it was, it was yeah. intense. Let's put it that way. So for the cheers, I, I had a, a, a high school girlfriend. And she was, the reason that we even went out was because she was, she was friends with my sister. She was actually a year older than me, like my sister in, in school. And, um, so, you know, she'd be hanging around at the house and everything. And one thing led to another and, and the two of us started dating much to the chagrin of my sister. And we actually had a pretty good relationship that went on, um, from the beginning of my junior year up through senior year and I did like the worst thing I've ever done as a boyfriend. I knew that I didn't want to have a long distance relationship when I went away to college. I'd heard that, that was just a terrible thing to do. Good. And it probably would have been, I mean, it wouldn't have worked out. Um, and so I decided I was going to break up with her before I went away to school. And then, and then, I heard so much about graduation parties and everything. And I decided that, you know what, I, um, I want to break up with her before the graduation parties, because those get pretty wild. And plus, I was planning to go away to Oxford for the summer. Well, I wasn't, I mean, his long distance relationship from two parts of Illinois was going to be tough. 
it was really going to be doing tough to do it across the Atlantic Ocean. Mm. Well, then I decided, as long as I was going to break up with her before graduation, it seemed silly to spend all that money on prom. <laughs> I forgot one small part. When you break up with someone, you you need to tell them. Oh, shit. <laughs> and so I kind of broke up with her before prom, but didn't really tell her until the weekend before. Um, After she bought the dress and everything. Which, I have to say, between her and I, I got wear out of it. She didn't. Um, <laughs> so... But anyway, in high school, she was a cheerleader. So the summer after freshman year, I went home for summer thinking I was going to be scot-free. And the girls at college had other ideas. They decided that my sister would be in charge of me over summer. And by now I was doing chastity. Much, much, much as difficult as that was for a college, you know, 18-year-old who who was used to masturbating like five times a day. And um, my sister didn't want anything to do with it any more than I wanted her to have anything to do with it. But helpful sis that she is, she decided her best friend, my ex, would be the perfect person to have in charge of my chastity. And considering how we broke up, um, I, I was kind of doomed. Oh, yeah. Well, so one of the things she did with me that summer, because she thought it would be amusing for the girls when I got back to school, was she taught me how to cheer. And I, I got one of her old cheerleading outfits, and she had me write cheers. And so that's the part that that Shayla is is is, is uh, mentioning. For your listening pleasure, I, I will do one cheer live. <laughs> <laughs> this is the sort of thing that stays indelible in your mind. I I probably learned between twenty and twenty five cheers, and there's two of them that I that I still have memorized. So, all right, here we go. S-I-S-S-Y, I'm a sissy, not a guy. See me dance, see me prance. I'm wearing panties for underpants. Yay, sissy! You can imagine how embarrassing that is to do in front of a room full of college girls. <laughs> so, and and you miss out on the moves. <laughs> you just oh, yes. Me. Oh, I'm imagining them. There <laughs> you are. So, yeah, there was... There was a lot of a lot of I, the way I've always looked at it was like freshman year was the was the feminization. That was where they took me from point A to point point B. Sophomore year, I don't find sexual, and I'm kind of going to look forward to you reading junior year because junior year gets really raunchy. Sophomore year, more raunchy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sophomore I year agree. I look at as the humiliation year. Um, I, I start doing maid duty. Um, they, they have a, a big house that they rented. So things like karaoke, uh, and they would find the worst songs for me to sing stuff like, man, I feel like a woman or 
I enjoy being a girl or stuff, stuff like that. I did a lot of Britney. Um, and then junior year is the one that feels like the real sexual year. There was a little in the sophomore too, just a there little. There was, there was. And yeah. I mean, there was some in the freshman year too. We have that, that, that date that, that... <sighs> I'm blushing right now. Yeah, uh, the sophomore, <laughs> sophomore was a little different though. And you yeah. know that. And sophomore I, year also um, was when Nicole, the other sissy, got added into the mix, just at the very end. And um, that brings us to junior year, where Nicole and I moved in together. And that series is called The Sissy House Rules. And we've already talked about um, having Shayla record that one soon, too. And the Sissy House Rules, which was named for the huge list of rules we had hanging up on the refrigerator, and is actually available as an audio that I'm selling that like was recorded by Lindsay Hawthorne. Um, really recommend it. Um, it's pretty cheap because it's just the rules. Um, the Sissy House Rules was junior year. And junior year, the girls had us living together, and so I guess junior year was the one where the two sissies wound up playing with each other a lot. And senior year, I just finished and sent off to be edited this morning. Senior year, which I call graduating in panties, is kind of like the, okay, how do we tie up ends and how do you know how do we move forward and frankly i did a horrible job moving forward after college so it all kind of progresses so outside of the cheers anything else that that stood out for you for from uh, sophomore year well just a just a uh, this I guess the start of the real sexuality of it. I mean, I think the first one, it was like, you can see how you can see the infancy, but it was like, it was, it, it really became part of you in the second, the se- the sophomore year. And uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's different for me. I think from my perspective, because I know you in real life yeah. and like, you know, we talk about your sister. We talk about the dog. We talk about this. We talk about that. And I read this and I'm, I'm narrating and I'm like, Oh my gosh, it was her. So it's different. It's different yeah. for me. <laughs> oh, and, and, and the other big thing that happened sophomore year, which I forgot about too. Um, so there were four main girls at the beginning of this, Amanda, Deanna, Karen, and Wendy. Sophomore year, we got another one. And it's kind of weird the way she kind of got involved. I almost feel like she became friends with the girls over me. Um, Sheila, who I've written in several of my stories, a fictional version of her, she winds up, if you if you buy any of my stories set at DuPont College, and there is a college professor of English named Sheila, that's her. <laughs> be a ball buster um yes. sheila kind of came comes in sophomore year and she's a year below us in school and um she really loved the idea of having a sissy i never ever found out why and i'm kind of a little bit in contact with her i probably could either she had done something like this in the past or she'd always wanted to do something like this to a guy because when she found out they had a sissy she was all over it 
and uh, she was she was she had it in a whole other a whole other element because she was like a six foot tall volleyball goddess, and I mean she she did not look like you know some athletes can look kind of mask no she did not she looked like a supermodel but um yeah we we didn't do really well when we uh got in a wrestling match with her either um <laughs> that was pretty bad too she you know she was really smart and she she's also the one who came up with the really humiliating idea of adding um baby monitors to our um apartment she lived in the floor below us and so she could hear everything we were doing so the the sissy walls kind of started closing in a lot more sophomore year i've had an experience like that obviously i well you know different but similar where someone can hear absolutely everything you're doing (laughs) oh man it was (sighs) After a while, you just be yourself and do what you would do anyway, and just, okay, they hear it. The problem is we get in trouble for it, though. Yeah, that's different. They just enjoyed. You know, but, I mean, so, like, things like what do we watch on television, you know, we try to sneak in our, 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 you know, football games. Well, the girls love football. I mean, it's kind of ridiculous that because we were sissies, we couldn't watch football, but, but they could. Um, we try to sneak in our football games or whatever, and once they had the baby monitors, it was just like, uh, that's that's out. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know. Um, but you know, it was it was a game for sure, and uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it still has such an impact. Well, I'm, I'm all these years later, I'm doing a sissy podcast. That should tell you what kind of had an impact all this had on me. <laughs> a small one, yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, please, you know, check this out. I think you're going to really enjoy the series. It's it's a little shorter than um, the first one. The first one's eight. Then it goes five for sophomore, five for junior, and four for senior. Um, you know, like I said, things are kind of, you know, some of the things that happened freshman year were still going on sophomore year, and they were still embarrassing or erotic, but... I didn't need to talk about every single time they happened, you know? So it does get a little bit shorter as things go on. Um, and then uh, Shayla has been, you know, we, we've had more people recording this time, which is awesome. But you've, you've been really prolific lately because, you know, series, some of the best audio I have is actually series. But it's such a big commitment because if you're going to record it, you're not just recording one audio, you're recording however many are in the series because nobody wants to buy a five-part series that ends on part two. So true. I I was really flattered. I mean, I I don't know. It is. It really made me smile because you know releasing the entire series of Feminized for His Inheritance. Um, I was so flattered by the fact that I had gentlemen buying it. And they'd buy the first one. And it was almost that same day or the next day, they were coming back and they were purchasing the entire thing. And I'm like, wow, they, they really liked it. I mean, they didn't just purchase one. They they came back for all four. And it just, 
I don't know. It just kind of warmed my heart that they enjoyed it that much. And I don't know. I'm kind of excited that we're releasing the entire, the entire thing this time. I'm hoping that, you know, y'all enjoy it and y'all want to come back for the second part of part two. So feminized for his inheritance is one of those stories, which they're the best kind for me. Um, One of our listeners who I love, one of, one of my favorite people, um, we've communicated on an email for, for quite a while. Um, I'm, I don't want to, I don't want to say her name because I don't want to, you know, I want to keep her anonymous for, for her own, you know, reasons. But, um, she actually gave me the synopsis for Feminized for his inheritance. And it was a, it was a commission. It was an expensive commission because it was four parts. I think we rate, we made an arrangement on the, on the fourth part, but it was, he, she still paid something on it. I know that. And she paid quite a bit on the first three. And um, then, so I got the commission money. Awesome. She had no problem if I sold it and it became a hit. So I got the book sale money. We had, we did the recordings of it and that's been a hit. So I get the recording money. So, you know, Four stories that paid three times, and that's just for me. That's wonderful. <laughs> I mean, hey. selfishly, I can't. And 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 I do want to say, Lori, Lori's not doing wonderful right now. Little little health, um, but just um, terrific, terrific person. So, uh, you know, keep bringing your thoughts, keep bringing your prayers. Um, hopefully. Uh, I, I, I sent her a couple of archives to um, give her something to read, and hopefully she'll be back up soon. Hopefully, it, it, yeah, it's it it has been a good series. I mean this this has been that collection has been the best selling that I've ever had in in the entire time I've done audio. I have I've never had anything like it. it it's very erotic. I mean, Party Favor was erotic. Trio was erotic. This one, it's it's same. Yeah. It is. Well, I mean, I think that the series let, as a writer, let me get it more into the characters, let me build things up a little slower, let me do more than one or two big, big impactful things. Um, with Jen, my biggest seller with her has been the Sissy's Mentor, which is also a series. So, I mean, I'm always kind of reluctant to, you know, have people take the series because it's it's a lot. It's 6,000 words might not sound that much, but to actually read it and record it is a lot. And if it's got like eight copies of uh, 6,000 words, now you're really talking a, a lot. I mean, Shayla's basically saying she wants to record 22 books for me, you know, because that... Welcome to college is really, you know, what was a nine parts, ten part series has become these four series, which are 22 parts. And um, eventually, it's, you know, it's that's a lot of recording to do. I um, want to do hundreds for you. <laughs> I know that. You're getting there. Um, one of yes, my most successful stories that I think was just really, really widely loved was the Sam series. I can't remember what I actually wound up calling it, but everything was Sam's Halloween, Sam's first date, Sam something, Sam, you know. 
Sam's shopping trip. And um, it's like an eight-part series, and it did amazing, and people loved it. And to me, that's one that I've just never wanted to tackle having audios made because, hey, here's eight, eight, eight audios to record for me. But you've gotten so fast and so good at this that, you know, that's something we might want to look at. There's some good series out there that I know did really well for me as books that I'm sure we we could have a lot of fun doing as audios. Oh, yeah. Send them over. Uh, um, When I look at, like, what's done the best for me, like, most sales ever, it's all series. It's my college stuff, um, the Alpha Theta New stuff, which is available on uh, Audible. Um, Audible only works if you're not an Audible member and you get one use my book as one of your free books. Then I get like seventy five bucks, but otherwise I get like a dollar fifty for selling it. It does doesn't work for me. So that's the second oh, wow. biggest one. Um, then. Um, Sam's New Life. That's what I called that series. Um, French Exchange, which we have an audio of. And then the first, like, it's only a two-part series, From Stepbrother to Sissy. We probably need to record that at some point. Um, although that's a little bit trickier because places are really cracking down on, like, Stepbrother stuff. Oh, yeah, that's so true. And I, I don't have a lot of Stepbrother stories, but... That's one that's really, really, I don't know how you clear that out. <laughs> right. Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. Terms well, of service we have to follow. Jen has been working on Mauled, which just came out in December and did really well for me, but it's a high school story. And I do a lot of high school stories. The it was feminine, Forced feminization is a genre. It, it's hard to do that to an adult. Right. College seems like the perfect place to do it because, like, if I had been dressing up all the time in high school, uh, the guidance counselor probably would have had a talk with my mom. (laughs) And, uh, you know, that would have probably put an end to it. And if I did it as an adult, it would cause all sorts of problems for me at work. But as a um, college student it's like everybody's eccentric in college oh well (laughs) you know it was not a big deal um plus i mean i have so much sympathy and understanding for women now who have a daily beauty regimen because it just took forever to get ready there was so much stuff i had to do um and i would not want to do that again as an adult but in college, I had enough time to, to get that done. So, you know, it's like, um, I, you know, I just feel, so there's a lot of stories I do, which are, you know, high school, but they're 18 years old in high school. They're not like freshmen. They're, you know, they're all legal. They're all legal age. There's nothing I have that would, would have any problem anywhere with censorship or anything like that. But some adult sites, because they're credit card companies, they don't want to cross that line, and I understand that. So we have that terms of service to deal with. Oh, yeah. It's it's challenging. It really is. I mean, we everything we do is, is certainly acceptable. It's just... 
Yeah. I mean, we're really careful about not crossing that line. And for me, I don't really need to, you know, it's like I'm doing, you know, I'm doing thumb dom and there's plenty of, you know, I don't want to do stories about people who are vulnerable because it's more fun if they're not for, for thumb dom, honestly. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't want the guy to be especially vulnerable because then it's more impressive when he's dominated. And I certainly don't want the dom to be vulnerable, you know? So, but, um, so what else are you working on, Shayla? I know you started kind of getting that podcast going again. In fact, as soon as we're done with this interview, you're going to be interviewing me for your podcast. I did. Um, I'm, I mean, the only thing I've done with it is a is a quick hello to everyone to let them know, hey, I'm still alive and well. But yes, I am bringing the podcast back. I'm going to be having some more interviews. Um, I'm going to do, um, you know, little samples of new things that I'm putting out. And right now, most of the stuff I'm working on personally is in the arena of financial domination. But I'm also going to have, you know, some other stuff that I do. I uh, financial domination. Um, feminization, cuckolding, small penis humiliation, those are all my specialties when it comes to phone sex. And uh, those are those are the things that I'm I'm working on new new audios and games and products for right now. And we've also yeah. we've also talked about doing a little writing together too. Because I know yes. you can write as well. So. <laughs> yes, and I you know what? I have been thinking about you constantly lately, I swear. I um I have that effect yeah. on women. <laughs> Yes, you do. Um, no. So the other day I was in my car and all of a sudden I was just, I was waiting on somebody and I had this idea cause I know the one we were talking about, um, you know, the cathartic thing to help heal my broken heart, but I was sitting there and you know, we had our conversation about our accountant that I liked so well. And I sat there and I, I was sitting here thinking about another story and I thought, I thought about you and I thought maybe we can make it like a cuckolding sissy story, you know? Oh, okay. This is, as long as it does not lead to me getting audited by the IRS because our accountant is resentful. Um, <laughs> I, I discovered this accountant last year. Things like accountants can be really tricky when you getting some of your income from the adult industry. Oh, yes. And I thought he was wonderful and I knew I was going to owe a lot on taxes and he helped me a lot with that. But then he told me about this PPP thing for small businesses, and um, he helped tremendously. And then uh, Shayla found herself in need of an accountant, and I'm like, hey, I've got a guy, and he's adult-friendly. And um, so that oh, was... wonderful. Yeah. And so... <laughs> We yeah. share an accountant. <laughs> we do. We share an accountant. And I I liked the accountant. Kylie asked me the day, he said, well, is he available? And I was like, well, I don't know. I assume he's available this year. I sure hope so. He said, no, is he available? I'm like, well, gosh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just I, saying it's all about between the ears. Good, you know, it'd be a good fit for you. You know, you. you oh. I just figure if you're, you know. You can't be married to your own accountant, though, because I think you'd have too many questions about arguments oh, about deductions and stuff. You know, I would drive that man crazy. I would <laughs> because I, I, I'm an artist when it comes to finance or anything like that. I, I suck. But yeah, Sam, Sam, he was hot. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was confident and just. I don't You've know. talked to him on the phone. I haven't. You say he's got a hot voice, I, so that's. Oh yes, he does. Sam. He does. Hey, Men, I, I, I got to talk to y'all, okay? 
y'all need to have some type of social media. And I understand you need to be careful about what you put out there on social media. I mean, I know attorneys are always saying that, you know, it can always be used against you in court. You want to be really careful. But women like to cyber stalk you just a little bit. It makes us feel safe. The reason I bring this up is I actually tried to look him up on social media and I couldn't find anything. And I'm like, gosh, he was confident and, and just all these things. I'm like, he's kind of hot. And I go to look for him. Nothing. We just we like to look just to, you know. Feel safe. So, yeah, put something out there, you know, even if it's just you and a picture of the cat, whatever, <laughs> just something. <laughs> I'm just picturing, like, that he somewhere has this, like, secret uh, Twitter account where all he has are 7,000 pictures of his Twitter dressed up as, an, of his kitten dressed up as an accountant. Uh <laughs> <laughs> All with a caption like, ooh, it's audit time, Mr. Frisky, you know. <laughs> okay, that might freak me out. But no, no, you, you need like, you need something. You need like a Facebook page, an Instagram, something. And you need like 20 likes on like your profile picture. And it's like, okay, these people know him in real life. He's probably not a psycho. It just, right. it just makes us more, more, we're, we're just, we feel safer going on a date with you if you have that. Wait, wait, the 20 pictures, the 20 likes on his profile picture are all <laughs> Accountant Sam, Sam Deduction, wait a second. CPA Sam, I'm seeing a connection here. <laughs> all right, well, we really do, this is going to be a very long interview, and we want to do yours too before you go, so this is probably a good time to get on with the audio. This is the first of five in um changed by college and um as i said we're, we're all five of them should be out when you're listening to this if not for me anyway they will be out very shortly afterwards so like within a day but hopefully they'll all be a fun time. i'm working on it i'm just you gonna give you my passwords and you do it for me i will do it no i'm serious i mean literally i'll do that passwords. for you i, I trust you it's... I would literally do it because I do. I just streamline it and I get them out. I would so do that for you. All right. All right. <laughs> so here we go. Written by me, read by Shayla. It's the first book for Change by College. Wow. This is I a really long podcast. I hope you appreciated she the was my uh, old girlfriend extra long school, clip. And, and I hope that you yeah, weren't too bored by our extra long and even uh, nicer than me. chat. I was so we're, we're tired of guys joking about sometimes. how I outkicked um, my I did want to tell you a little bit like that clip, which I, I had a set up too much. So out of um, my the first book of, of Honestly, the series takes place the summer after freshman year of college when I went home. And my sister and my Amazing put me through paces and a great sense of humor. Books two through five in school, which along take with place her back in college with, Lori, with the same girls was from a big freshman year. I never asked and her one out new in edition. the first place. And um, the other reason so I was it, the I first book seems a little chance. bit different from we what you started heard dating during with, the summer after my sophomore um, college year, changes a guy, which was her junior that's year. That's why. 
She was so I hope a you enjoy it. Uh, check it out. So We've got all five books up or five audio books up already. A bit of a crush um, on me. They are on Clips when for Sale for me. They're not on I Want Clips yet. There was a password we problem I had tonight, and, and uh, customer years. service is already closed. When she graduated so from college, she decided to go to community college Thanks again for listening. Thanks for the support. Uh, well, Shayla and I, I had greatly good, appreciate it, good. as do but I the other people who record for me that you've been supporting. And uh, hope you have a great when week. I was away at college. Can't believe it's March already. It really so is I decided to feel like it was silly to stay with her right, over the have summer. Have a great week. I'll talk to you later. Graduation parties get pretty wild, and I might have a chance with girls I never did in high school. Besides, they knew they wouldn't have to see me again. I decided to save money by not going to my prom with her. The problem was that I never told her. I was too chicken shit to break up with her, and I watched her buy a dress and other parts of her outfit, even while knowing that I never got our tickets. The thing is, she was a smart and caring person who would have understood if I had broken up with her. She would have had a good cry, but I was the one who would have trouble finding my next partner and not her. Unfortunately, the way I broke up with her after a year and a half of high school, which is like 20 years in adult years, she was pissed and now she was a girl in charge of my chastity key. I would be lucky if I came before I was coming dust. How did Amanda ever get you to agree to this, I asked. I first met Amanda when we were moving you in. I got so sick of the way you were getting treated when Dad wouldn't even let me go away to school. That's when you made your little beer run with Dad. I had to go clear my head. That's when I ran into Amanda. We got to talking about things and imagine my surprise when I found out that you two already knew each other. We've been in touch ever since she got my contact information from you. Which sounded extremely clever, said Lori. Why are you doing this? I asked. I'm not going to deny there's some payback here, brother. Because I'm a girl, I've gotten the short end of the stick. I didn't get a car or to go away to school, and it's always been made clear to me that I was a second-class citizen in this house, said Lori. I know, I nodded my head. I guess I haven't been the best brother. Don't worry, smiled Lori. You'll be making it up to me this summer. Shall we start with the pictures? asked Robin. I think that's a great idea, agreed Lori. I don't understand, said Robin. Don't they have enough pictures of him yet? They've got tons. I've seen him, at least 100 pictures of him, in a dozen of outfits, and I know they're not sending me the very best stuff. I should get on the mailing list, said Robin. I know there's stuff you don't want to know about his sister, but it is X. I think I want to see the stuff the most. I'll tell Amanda, said Lori. He's probably worn more dresses than you and me, and all of our friends combined this year. But I want to add something to it all. Photo shoots were the worst thing in the world to me. This goes back to the first night when they got the first 50 or so pictures that put me completely in Amanda and her friend's control in the first place. There was just something extra emasculating about wearing a ridiculous costume, waiting for some girl to take your picture for the purpose of completely humiliating you at a later date. You knew you were screwing your future self over, 
but you also knew there wasn't anything you could really do about it. We started with my sister's dance costumes. Lori had danced all through high school and had a bunch of costumes from old shows that would never be worn again. I started my modeling that afternoon in a black long sleeve leotard that was just dripping in rhinestones. Had I known that the girls wore stuff like this, I might have shown up for some of my sister's shows. There were some cute girls and danced with her. Of course, in addition to the leotard, I also had on nude tights and a black high-heeled dance shoes. I felt so stupid, and Lori insisted on extremely dramatic poses with a huge fake smile on my face. I must have worn six or seven of her dance costumes before ending in the worst one. It was from a chorus line, and it was like a hypersexualized female version of a male tuxedo. It was gold sequin on spandex halter top with a short unitard and sparkly gold tails. Of course, the costume also had a sparkly gold top hat, long gold elbow-length gloves, and fishnets. Robin's jaw dropped when she saw me in the adorable little outfit, the tuxedo top struggling to contain my breast forms, which were quite large for a high school girl. They posed me for the customary ridiculous dance pictures, but then they did an unusual one. They just had me stand sideways, and they took a picture of me smiling straight across from me. Okay, I think that's enough for the dance costume, said Lori. God, I bet Amanda is going to love these, said Robin. So, did you want to do the cheerleader pictures next? Actually, let's do that another time. There's something I'm dying to get to. Sure, that's fine with me, said Robin. I breathed a small sigh of relief at not having to be photographed in a cheerleader costume, but it was just a small victory. Your next outfit is laid out in Mom and Dad's room. I'll be in to help you with it, said Robin. I walked into my parents' room, and I couldn't believe my eyes. Spread out on the bed in its frothy white goodness was my mom's wedding dress. No, I won't do it. No fucking way, I shouted. Oh, come on. I've modeled it, said Lori. Yeah, haven't you ever dreamed about your wedding day, teased Robin. I'll wear whatever else you want, just not the wedding dress, I said firmly. It's funny that you think that you're in charge, said Lori. It's not a question of what I can do to you. It's what I want to do to you. What does that mean, I asked. Do I call Amanda and tell her you're being a little bitch? Do I show Mom and Dad your pictures? Do I put all your pictures up on my space? There's so much I could do, but what do I feel like? Why limit yourself, said Robin. Do them all. All right, I'll put on the wedding dress, I said. I'm glad you see it my way, said Robin. We'll help you with the buttons. Oh, everybody dreams of trying on their mother's wedding dress and imagining what their wedding would be like, said Robin. You can both eat shit, I said. They soon had me in the wedding dress, complete with satin corset, garter, white pattern hose, and white pumps. I wondered why my mom would want to stand so high in heels for her entire wedding. Her feet must have been killing her. It's hard to describe the wedding dress. It was sleeveless and floor-length. 
It was just covered in lace. What a beautiful blushing bride she makes, teased Robin. She's breathtaking, agreed Lori. Soon they took me out to the living room. The first picture they took of me was something that even I had to agree was amazing. In the days before Photoshop, or at least before we had Photoshop, they did a double exposure by taking the picture of me at the chorus line tuxedo and not moving the camera or advancing the film. They were able to put me as a bride and me as an extremely feminine groom together into one picture. After that picture was taken, Lori grabbed the silk flowers from the dining room table and handed them to me. Aw, oh, you can't be a bride without a bouquet, said Robin. They led me out to the garden in our backyard. There they had me pose for the most cheesy traditional bridal photos in the garden. I knew that Amanda and company would be thrilled with those pictures, and it would just add to what seemed like an already infinite pile of blackmail photos they already had. All done, sis, said Lori. Welcome home, Kylie, teased Robin. I probably should be getting home, but call me if you ever want of your chastity this summer. Can't I just have the key, I asked. Yeah, right, replied Robin, without even looking back. Soon she was walking down the driveway and out to her car. So I can go now, I asked. Yeah, I'm done with you for now. Just be ready for next time. Relieved that I was finally done with my modeling ordeal, I ran upstairs and began to take off the ridiculous wedding dress. Unfortunately, I discovered that the tiny little buttons on the back of the dress were probably meant to be fastened and unfastened by a gargle of bridesmaids. On my own, I couldn't even do one of them. Reluctantly, I hurried downstairs. Lori looked at me wide-eyed with a wicked smile on her face. You really should get changed. Mom will be home any minute, you know. I can't reach the buttons. I need your help, I said. My help? That's kind of amusing. Please, Lori, let me out. Why should I? Because if I get busted, you'll lose your hold over me, and your plans for the summer will be ruined. You do make a good point. I have a lot of plans for the summer. Oh, I'm sure you do. Please let me out. I'll tell you what, if you get down on your knees and promise to be a good little sister this summer and do everything your big sister says, I might help you. It wasn't easy to kneel in the wedding dress, but I dropped to my knees and I began to grovel. I will be the best little sister you ever had. I'll do everything you say. I'll clean your room and I'll give you breakfast in bed. Just please let me go. Go on. You're off to a good start. I'll wear whatever you want and I'll obey Robin too. I won't cause you any problems. You can drive the car whenever you want and treat me like a total bitch. Please let me go. You know Dad will hit the roof when he finds out. You grovel pretty well. I think you've had a lot of practice, said Lori, as she undid the buttons on the dress. Thank you, Lori. You're welcome, sis. Make sure to put the dress away properly so Mom doesn't suspect anything. I will, I said. I was upstairs washing the makeup off my face when Mom arrived. Five or ten minutes more, and I would have been dead to rights. I tried to make sure the makeup was off completely, and then I went downstairs to greet my mom. Outside of the many photo shoots and chores, there was the constant dressing. 
My dad was a workaholic, so hiding things from him wasn't hard to do at all. His presence in the house was dominating, but it just wasn't very frequent until about 7 o'clock at night. My mom didn't need to work, nor did she when Lori and I were younger. But when we got to high school and our hours out of the home increased, she got very bored around the house. A few years back, she had begun selling high-priced real estate. And though my dad wasn't fond of the idea of my mom working, he grew to like the secondary income and all the gossip she acquired in her job. She often found out things that helped my dad ingratiate himself to his clients at the bank. That left us with the run of the house most of the day. Lori was true to her word. She never really went out of her way to embarrass me, but she was still very demanding. I had to arrive all dressed up in her bedroom at 8 o'clock with her breakfast and newspaper. I would stand at attention while she ate and while she got cleaned and dressed. I'd busy myself cleaning up after her. I kept the entire house spotless, and I did all the cooking and the laundry, too. Lori got a lot of credit from our parents for how nice the house looked. Honestly, that was fine with me. I knew it would help me when I pitched the idea of Lori going away to college with Dad. Every time I did something that Lori felt was feminine, I would earn a girly point as many as five. When I had earned 50 girly points, I was allowed to request that Robin remove my chastity belt. This was the most infuriating system of all. The requirements to earn a girly point were never spelled out, and what I earned a girly point once would probably not earn a second girly point. It forced me to always be striving to keep Robin and Lori happy and to go out of my way to make feminine choices without prompting. The longer it had been since my last release from chastity, the more likely I was to be painting my fingers, dancing to girly songs in my bedroom, and borrowing women's magazines to read. Making me earn girly points, Robin and Lori were able to claim that I was choosing to do things. They weren't making me, as I would get close to 50. I'd start taking ridiculous chances, like waiting until my mom or dad was almost home from work before getting changed into mail mode. It was 4 o'clock in the afternoon, and I had been doing laundry all day. I was wearing a white sundress with little lilacs all over it and had hung some sheets and lingerie out to dry on a line in the backyard. We had a lot of privacy in the backyard. However, when Mr. Michaels arrived home from playing golf at 4 in the afternoon, he was in the perfect position to view in our yard. The walkway leading to the car, the sheets I was hanging, certainly obstructed his view a bit. Michael was in his late 50s and looked to be at least 65. He had white hair, and though he wasn't fat, he certainly had a bit of a belly. Oh, hi, Lori, called Mr. Michaels. Hi, I replied, trying to imitate my sister's voice. You're always so well put together. I wish I could get my daughters to wear a dress every now and then, said Mr. Michaels. Thanks, I just wanted to feel feminine today, I lied. Well, you sure must be turning all the heads at school. I don't know, I'm awfully busy studying. Well, you've got a really nice rack. Don't tell me that those boys aren't noticing, laughed Mr. Michaels. Um, thanks, Mr. Michaels, I said more than a bit creeped out. 
Just let me know if you ever want to try an older man, he joked, with just a bit too much hope in his voice. Great, I thought. My neighbor is a very creepy pervert. Robin never failed to make my release as humiliating as possible. We did everything, from reliving our prom night with me in her old dress and accessories, to using her feet to get me off at a restaurant. When I came, she made me swallow it and generally used the summer to make me miserable, as revenge for the way we had broken up. She especially loved to take me to the mall all dressed up and make me flirt with guys who didn't realize I wasn't all I appeared to be. In fact, Robin sort of made it her hobby to figure out how to humiliate me as much as possible. She read every book and website she could on domination and even taught herself bondage. She had much more knowledge than Lori did and I was sure she would fit right in with the girls at school. She almost got me caught by my parents one day. She decided to quickly reward me by hog-tying me and making me hump my bed. She placed a mirror so I'd have to watch myself, and then she laughed and heckled when she finished the remains of an iced tea as I got off humping the bed. It was extra embarrassing because I was wearing a little black dress, that I always thought looked amazing when she had worn it. Come on, you two. I don't want to hear it, shouted Lori from downstairs. Oh, you should see your pathetic brother now, laughed Robin. He's such a little bitch. There are things I don't want to know about, responded Lori. That's why I got you involved. Besides, I want to go to the mall. Well, you heard her, said Robin. Open your mouth. I reluctantly did as commanded, and Robin immediately filled my mouth with the panties she had been wearing. She then took a pair of my pantyhose and tied them in my mouth, making a crude but very effective gag. Okay, we're going to the mall now. Why don't you finish up on your own, said Robin, patting me on the head. Just for good measure, she grabbed my panties and hose and dumped the ice from her drink into my crotch. My erection immediately faded. Robin laughed to herself as she headed down the stairs. I am not too proud to admit that it had been several days since I had any relief, and I did in fact continue to hump my bed after she left until I didn't achieve an embarrassing orgasm. In fact, I actually did it twice. I could see my cage on the nightstand, and I was not going to let this brief moment of sexual freedom pass me by. However, after a few hours, I began to get worried. I was tied quite well. Robin had learned how to tie me up, and I was not going to be able to get free on my own. Around three o'clock, I heard the front door open, and I was relieved. That is, until I heard my mom's voice calling upstairs to see if Lori or I were home. Even if I had wanted to, I couldn't have responded. For the next two hours, I lay stunned in silence. When Lori finally returned home and came upstairs, I managed to get her attention. She was actually very apologetic. It seems they got distracted at the mall, and Robin never ever mentioned that I was tied up. She felt a little better when I explained I hadn't wet the bed myself and I was just the ice that had made the bed sheets damp. Now I have to say that Robin is not a particularly cruel woman. I say that all these years later. 
she's still my sister's best friend and an almost big part of my life to the point she had Christmas dinner with us this past year. However, she was a woman scorned. The way that I had broken up with her after a long high school relationship hurt her deeply, and for all her innate kindness, I learned she can be quite vengeful if she's hurt bad enough. That experience almost getting caught wasn't even the worst thing Robin did to me. Come on, Robin. Hasn't this gone far enough? I pleaded. You think so? Yes, look at me, I motioned to my outfit. I was wearing a jade green dress with a halter top that was covered in beaded sequins. The dress wasn't particularly short, but it did have a slit, and it was mostly backless. This was the dress that Robin had bought for our senior prom, and I know she would have looked amazing in it. I was also wearing the fancy bra she had bought for the halter dress as well as the extremely fancy stockings and three-inch silver sequined heels. There's nothing to worry about. You look more like a girl than a guy now anyway. Even if I look like a girl, I look like a girl going to the mall in a prom dress on a Monday night in the middle of the summer. Hey, you embarrass me with that dress. It's only fair that I embarrass you with it. Please don't do this, I pleaded as she pulled into the parking lot behind the mall. Okay, get out. No, I said. Let's just go home. You can do whatever you want to me then. I'm doing what I want to do to you right now. If you don't get out of the car in five seconds, you will not be getting that cage off for the rest of the summer. I paused for a moment, but she had all the power, so I left the car. But I immediately ran over to the driver's side and crouched down so the car parked next to her hid me a bit from you. I then knocked on the window until she rolled it down. You're really starting to piss me off, you know, she said. I'm sorry, just please don't make me do this. You have five seconds to get your ass in the food court. Five, four, three, two, one, she counted down. The next thing I knew, she began laying on the horn and every eye on the parking lot was suddenly on us. I took off running as fast as I could in those damn heels. I made it into the door and breathed a sigh of relief. That was until I saw three of Robin's friends waiting for me. They laughed loudly again, drawing attention to me. These were all girls I knew and they hated me because of how I had broken up with their friend. Even if they liked me at one time, that ship had long sailed. I thought of turning around and leaving, but I could see Robin following behind me. Soon she entered the same door I had, unintentionally cutting off my retreat. What are they doing here? I asked, pushing to her friends. Well, I'm sure you'll agree, said Robin. While I was embarrassed by your breakup in front of all my friends, your humiliation has been mostly private. I thought it was only fair that some of my friends got to enjoy your little comeuppance. I wasn't happy, but there was absolutely nothing I could do about it. Robin was my ride home, and besides, I really wanted to get out of the restrictive chastity belt for at least a little while. I sat there with my cheeks burning red, with the shame answered every question about what I was wearing under my dress. 
and how I liked being a girl and how long I spent getting ready. I was basically forced to spend the next three hours at the mall in a prom dress, being embarrassed by Robin and her friends. I think Robin would even admit that the girls were a bit rough on me, but they were more teasing and taunting than being hateful, and I had gotten very used to teasing. I mentioned earlier that Robin had been a cheerleader in high school. She saw the great potential that cheering had for humiliating me, both at home and away at college before I did. It wasn't just the old green, black, and white cheerleading outfit that she sent me back to school with either. I had finished all my chores after serving Robin and Lori lunch one weekday afternoon. I was looking forward to a little downtime playing video games until 3 o'clock when I'd be allowed to change out of my cute little outfit for the day, which consisted of a lavender blouse and a white skirt with pink roses on it. Naturally, I had heels on my feet, but these were only about two inches, little kitten heels, and not that uncomfortable. We need to talk, said Robin, taking the cheerleading uniform from my closet. About what? Cheering, of course. Yeah, thanks for the uniform, I said sarcastically. Being a cheerleader is more than wearing a pretty uniform, young lady. I gave her a dirty look that I immediately regretted. We need to work on your routine. My routine? Of course, Amanda and those other girls are going to want you to do a routine for them. I'm sure. And you're going to want to be good for them, right? Sure, I said cautiously. So let's work on cheers. Great, I moaned. Get changed while we ride this, she said, handing me the uniform. So first, what are you? What do you mean? Well, are you a guy, a girl, a stud, a sissy? I'm a sissy, I mumbled. I knew there was only one answer that she'd accept. So let's start with that, she said. Sissy. S-I-S-S-Y. Great. Let's see. What are you? I mean, you're not exactly a man, but what else? I'm not an alpha male. I'm not a stud. I'm not a guy. That's perfect, she exclaimed. S-I-S-S-I. I'm a sissy, not a guy. What do sissies do, she asked. We're maids, I said. We do whatever our mistresses tell us. We preen in the mirror and we wear pretty clothes. That's all good stuff, she said. What about shoes? We walk very well in our high heels. Yes, you minced. What else? Well, we dance, I guess. Oh, that's perfect. Instead of mince, I thought we'd say prance. Try that together. See me dance, see me prance, I said. Perfect. Robin clapped her hands with glee. Now, what is something sissies always wear? Brawn panties, I said. That's good. Rhyme with prance, though, and you certainly can't say pants. I don't think you're going to be in pants very often for a very good long while. How about I'm wearing panties for underpants, I said. Perfect. I knew you'd be good at this. We should have had you on the team in high school. Let's put a big yay, sissy, at the end, and you can cheer it back to me. I felt ridiculous, but I looked at what she had written and began to ready pose as she showed me. S-I-S-S-I. -S -S -I. I'm a sissy, not a guy. See me dance. See me prance. I'm wearing panties for underpants. Yay, sissy! Of course, this led to more cheers. In all, there were 20 or more, but the only one I remember was pretty similar to the first cheer. 
K-Y-L-I-E, boy or girl, he or she, see me dress, see my heels, I eat cum with all my meals. Yay, Kylie! Wow, this is a really long podcast. I hope you appreciated the uh, extra long clip, and I hope that you weren't too bored by our extra long uh, chat. We're we're friends. It's going to kind of do that sometimes. Um, I did want to tell you a little bit, like that clip, which I didn't set up too much, um, the first book of, of this series takes place the summer after freshman year of college um, when I went home. And my sister and my ex put me through paces. Books two through five take place back at college with the same girls from freshman year and one new edition. And um, so it the first book seems a little bit different from what you had heard with um, College Changes a Guy, that's why. So I hope you enjoy it. Uh, check it out. We've got all five books up, or five audiobooks up already. Um, they are on Clips for Sale for me. They are not on I Want Clips yet. There was a password problem I had tonight, and uh, customer service is already closed. So I'll get those probably up tomorrow. And uh, thanks again for listening. Thanks for the support. Uh, Shayla and I greatly appreciate it, as do the other people who record for me that you've been supporting. And uh, hope you have a great week. I can't believe it's March already. It really is starting to feel like spring. All right. Have a great week. I'll talk to you later.